What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Lexi Raphael here, and as always on our interviews, we have Michael Johnson here joining us, and this is another behind-the-scenes episode. And today, we have a very, very special guest. We have Mr. Dana Derricks in the house, and just a little bit about Dana. Dana is leveraging his 13 years of experience as an award-winning business owner, consultant, 12-time author, and one of the top marketers on the planet. We are so excited to uh, bring him in. So we will cue the theme song, and then we're going to introduce you to our guest. Michael, you got that theme song? I got it. Let's do it. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. What's up, Dana? Hey, hey. Woo! I'm so excited. That fired me up. What a great intro. Love it. Nice. Thank you. I love Thank it. You. We, All right. We let's a, get you on the Oh, yeah. Screen. Don't take me off go. the screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dana is the beer. main event. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Dana, um, it well, is a pleasure oh, sorry, to have go you for here. It, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we both well, have too many things to say. I know you, you we have so much we want to ask you about. Um, yeah, no, it's a pleasure to have you here always. Uh, you, you've done so much for us in our business and on our journey. And oh, I feel like uh, along the way, you've been such a, an incredible anchor for so many of the projects and so many of the things that we do. We have your stuff. We promote your stuff. We promote you. And we just think you're awesome. So thanks for being here. Wow. That is very humbling. I appreciate that very much, man. It, it means a lot. So thank you. I'm excited to be here. Woohoo! Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm going to start off with the, the first question. As you heard in the intro, we, we talked about that rabbit hole moment. Um, and for us, the rabbit hole moment was we uh, saw Russell Brunson and we saw his perfect webinar script and <laughs> we got the perfect w- webinar script. And then all of a sudden it was like that dad down the rabbit hole moment into marketing. And so we want to know what your down the rabbit hole moment was. Oh man, that's great. Um, that's quite a rabbit hole, by the way. I've been down it myself. Um, <laughs> <It's something. laughs> my rabbit hole actually, um, it, it was in college. So I was uh, like 20 years old. I had just returned. Uh, I w- went to, at a night class and then I went to Taco Bell after and uh, my card got, I was desperate, I was hungry. And uh, my card got declined for like $6 and uh, my heart sank and I was like, wow, this is not how I want to live. So the next day I went and got a credit card with a $500 spending limit, went to Barnes and Noble and physically went to the um, business books section and just filled the shopping cart full of anything I get my hands on book-wise, maxed out that credit card, and immediately went back and started reading these books because I knew my textbooks and my college degree wasn't what I you know, needed <laughs> to get out of the situation. So um, the very first book I read was uh, something to do with managing people, and it was terrible, and I just threw it away. Um, but the second <laughs> book I read um, was A Divine Intervention. Uh, it was a book by a guy named Dan Kennedy. Um, that oh kind of introduced God. me to what copywriting was 
And uh, so I kind of hit the lottery there by uh, yeah. being able to get into that rabbit hole when I did. And uh, I guess to kind of um, show you what happened then, six months later, I was making six figures um, as a guide writer. And uh, my senior year in college, I uh, was making um, over $336,000. And that was more than everybody on campus, including the president. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that, that's where that rabbit hole ended. Uh, wow. For me. Copywriting. And wow. Dan, of course, Dan Kennedy. I mean, I know so many He's, times yeah. it goes back to Dan Kennedy. The OG. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially if you're a book reader, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No doubt. Right. Yeah. I have like, I have a book right next to me. I've got, I've got Dan's book right next to me. So crazy. And it's Love funny because all these years later, like that, sorry, that was like, oh man, it was like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. And I, uh, at the time, I hated, like his, he's just, he's grouchy and he's like very <laughs> political and like just rude. And I'm like, this guy's stuff's good, but he's such a jerk. And now, you know, all these late, years later, I'm like, I don't blame him for, for being that way. You know? So it's <laughs> funny how you, funny how that kind of works, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, all right. Let's, let's go on to the next one. Uh, Michael, you want to ask it? Oh yeah. This okay. one's a big one. So we talked about your rabbit hole, but in business, you know, you've been down this road, you've done a lot of things, you've done some pretty cool stuff, but have you ever had to throw a Hail Mary just to keep the business going? Oh, yeah. Um, you know what's funny is th <laughs> that's not just going to happen once probably. <laughs> so um, just for context, for those that haven't – I've been in business for quite a while. Um, and for those that don't know, like uh, – when you get like, first of all, Colonel Sanders, what, when he started KFC, I think he was in his sixties. So it's not too late for you, especially if you're not even close to 60 yet, like you're fine. Um, but, uh, <laughs> just for kind of, I guess, context, like some of the older, more mature people in business, they ask you if you've been bankrupt before. And if you say no, that, that almost makes them a little bit suspect. So, um, it's not a failure. It's a lesson. So with that being said, um, there have been many times that I um, felt like I was thrown out here on my right. And actually recently, this is kind of crazy. People don't like, are scared to admit this stuff, but it's true. Like you'd be surprised how many people um, claim to make money and then they, they really don't have any to show for it. But um, right. just recently we came up with a software and uh, I've never um, sold software before. Um, so we totally pivoted our business model. We used to do a ton of live events. Um, then COVID happened and we just kind of pivoted away from it. And so um I didn't know how expensive for those that have done software before you probably are going to laugh at me and say, yeah, rookie. Um, but I didn't realize how expensive it is and how long right. it takes and how hard it is to sell. It's, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, there was, there was a time, I mean, in the last year that, you know, I put like all my cash into developing the software and then I had an investor that was supposed to come in on it. And then, um, he, decided not to last minute. So that was like, uh Oh, like, uh, oh. what do we do now? Um, so at the end of the day, like the great resource, one of my favorite books I ever read as an entrepreneur is uh, a book guy by the name guy, the name of, uh, John Carlton. And it's called the entrepreneur's guide to getting your shit together. And the best <laughs> lesson, swear to you, the best lessons worth a read is, um, you have to be, I believe it calls it, he calls it, you have to always run your business in operation money suck. 
So what that means is you just have to always be basically hustling. And basically you have to have something that you can sell and be doing that all the time. So what, so I guess the moral of the story is you're going to have those times where you need to throw a Hail Mary, but, um, you know, uh, for me, even though, you know, I, I, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars that I invested in, um, uh, all that of my own money, um, and didn't have an immediate return. <laughs> um, wow. Copywriting, copywriting got me through it. So, right. um, you know, that, that's something you just have to understand. And that was, that's always been my operation money suck. So, um, great resource, read that book. That'll get you that that's the playbook for getting through those moments. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sharing. Thanks for, for being vulnerable. I think it's it's cool for a lot of listeners to to hear someone as successful as you um, still throwing Hail Marys and still, you know, trying to, to figure things out. So I appreciate hearing that. Um, so thank you. Um, another question. So what was the marketing principle that changed the course of your business? Oh, there... So can I, I give you two? I'm going to give you two, um, okay. if that's okay. So one is like the old school one that was like, holy crap. Um, that changed my life in, in that these two, you should just implement now, all of you. So the first one, if you're not already doing it, is the concept of an upsell. So I read the book, uh, Dot Com Secrets by Russell Brunson. That was my Russell Brunson rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and he talked about this concept of an upsell. And he was talking about how McDonald's sells you um, uh, a dollar burger, but then they upsell you the fries and the drink. And I'm like, wow, what my life is a lie. I didn't know everyone was doing that. That's where all their money's <laughs> being made. So literally that day I started, I was doing a copywriting service that, that literally that book was the reason I went from like 96,000 to the next year, 336,000. I simply started upselling my clients and I thought to myself, this isn't going to work. Well, they already told me what they wanted. Like, why would I, you know, Try and upsell them something. And I almost all of them said yes to my upsells. And I was like, what? <laughs> so it's like, if, you know, so that was crazy. And, and it's kind of fun if you think about like, how and where can you upsell stuff, right? So from a practical standpoint, what's the next problem that you, you the good problem that you've created for them? Upsell them the solution to that problem. So easy. And you're going to make so much more money. Um, and and so that was, that was um, kind of the old school one. And then one that's more recently... Um, I, uh, oh, that's another thing I should have mentioned when you throw the Hail Mary. I, I definitely, um, would suggest always having a mentor, whether you pay for that or not, even better as a mastermind inside of that mentors community. So what that is is equivalent of, you can throw Hail Mary on your own. That's fine. Or you can have Tom Brady show you how he throws a Hail Mary. That's what having a mentor is like. Okay. So despite me being in the position I was in, in the last year or so, um, I am in a community, um, for SAS, uh, SAS people, um, by led by a guy named Dan Martell, who is just amazing. Um, and this principle I learned in the last few months, even, um, in that is, uh, if you think about the market, okay, first of all, if someone else is already selling something that you want to sell, that's a good thing. You know why? It means there's a market buying it. I see all the time e-commerce people try to invent these new like niches 
and products. And it's like, dude, you're missing the point. Like, go sell something that's already sell. Are already <laughs> buying. Like, that's what you need to do. Um, and and so uh, the market as a whole, if you just think about it this way, um, at any given time, three percent of people will buy whatever you sell because there's three percent of people in the market for it at any given time, just on average, right? There's three percent of people that need fuel today. There's three percent of people that are looking for a new house. There's three percent of people that uh, are want to go on a uh, to book a vacation, right? So just the mere fact that if you can get your offer out to thirty three people on average, one of them will buy it just because they're in the market for it, okay? So that's a lesson in itself. And then here it gets even more exciting. Another 7% of people in the market will buy that in the next 7 to 14 days. So maybe they don't need fuel today, but they will next week, right? Or maybe they're not going to book their vacation today, but maybe two weeks from now they will, okay? So that's 10% that in the next week or two will buy what you have to offer, if you offer it to them and convince them to choose you over other options. Okay. And we're not done. It gets even better. (laughs) There's another 30% that will buy if you make it a good enough deal. Okay. That's huge. That's massive. So why is that really cool? That means that there's 40% of human beings out there that right in the next week or two, they will buy from you if you make it a good deal and you convince them to, and you just offer it to them. Okay. When I, when I realized that, and then there's, I'll, I'll finish up with the, the other two segments that aren't as fun, but there's 30% of people that who knows if they'll buy or not. They don't even know if they'll buy. <laughs> so we don't worry too much about them. And then there's 30% of people that drive an electric car and they'll never buy fuel or they'll, they, they're hermits and they don't go on vacation. Okay. So those there's 60% that will just probably not buy and that's okay. But there's 40% in the next two weeks that will, and you need to go after them. Um, and I give you permission to make lots of offers to them all the time. Uh, and that's how <laughs> money is made right there. Oh my goodness. Those numbers it. are insane. Those that is crazy. Absolutely insane. Thanks for sharing that. We, we deal with a lot of uh, customers in and out and dealing with marketing. Uh, we, we frequently have noticed this come back to us. And so we just decided we are going to make it a thing to ask people about. We often get back people saying, well, I just, I don't need marketing in my business or I don't, I don't need marketing right now. What are your thoughts about that? And what would you tell them? Um, first of all, you do not know what you don't know. So like, <laughs> right. yeah. And saying that to you guys, of all people that you're, they're doing you a favor by telling them I'm not a good person to have as a client. <laughs> so that's what they're, they're projecting. At least that's how I would take it. But right. to kind of correct them or course correct it in all seriousness, um, <laughs> the best time to plant a tree was 15 years ago. The second best time is today. So you always need marketing and you always need to be marketing. Even if you're busy, even if you're doing well, even if your sales are coming in, et cetera, et cetera. Like there are so many things that are um, out of our control that like, like I look in my, my hometown here, our movie theater just announced that they're going out of business. And it's like, why did that happen? Well, it wasn't because they decided, Hey, you know, no one should be going to movies anymore. And, you know, and, and COVID <laughs> should come and take us out. No, it was, it, it was no offense to them, but they didn't market as hard as some of the other theaters in the area and they lost and now they're gone. They're going to be gone. So, um, even if things are going well, like foot on the gas, like, you know, and, and, um, uh, it, it reminds me of like, 
back when I was training um, in my football playing days, and I remember um, I, I this quote was so it hit me so hard that I put it on the wall of our gym. I said, if you're not training, your opponent could be. Okay, so look at it that way. Like your business, you're in competition, right? That's like somebody <laughs> that is an Olympian, Olympic athlete, saying, "Well, I don't need to train right now. Like my Olympic, like my I I don't have another Olympics for three years." Okay, well, I'm pretty sure your competitors are going to be training, so you might want to think think twice about that. So that's how I see it. You should always be marketing regardless. Awesome. Agreed. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We we oftentimes talk about a number of different things. So the next few set uh, sets of questions are going to be, uh, yeah, basically around this topic. So Lex, why don't you talk to talk to him a little bit about OLE? And uh, and we'll lead into the next set of questions. Uh, yeah, so we just have a framework called OLE. Uh, it stands for your operating system, your lead gen system, and your evaluation system. And so we have questions that are in those categories. And when we're talking about the operations operating system, it's like everything that happens once you get the lead, like what's going to happen from there to get the sell and convert them. And then when you're looking at the lead system, it's everything you're doing to get the lead. And then the evaluation system is analyzing all of that. And so we want to ask you some very specific questions in those categories. So we're going to start with the operating system. Uh, Michael, go ahead and take that first. Okay, I'll get it. At what point did you realize having a marketing system was more important than running a one-time tactic? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, it's it's when I wanted to um, not see my annual revenue go down ever. So yeah, you, it has to be a system. It can't. And another thing is that, that I pivoted into, into software with. I think it's a good lesson for everybody. Is like you got to have recurring revenue because like yeah. to sell somebody a ten thousand dollar copywriting project one time versus selling them a five thousand dollar retainer. It's not any more difficult to sell either of them, right? right. So, right. but the one is worth so much more, and you don't have to keep going back. It's like, you know, chasing that next project. It it, it does get old pretty quickly. So, yeah, recurring is king. Yeah, for sure. What's what's the core product in your business? Is it is it that software, or is it something else right now? It is. It's it's the Dream One Hertz software right now. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Do you prefer one-to-one selling or one-to-many? Oh, man, that's a great question. I like scale. I like um, leveraged one-to-one is my favorite. So I do love one-to-many. Don't get me wrong. Um, especially live events. Like like getting them at a live event is the best way to sell one-to-many, in my opinion. Like the, there's nothing like it. Um, and you can see the best in the business. I know you guys come from the ClickFunnels world. Um, yeah. if you've been to the FHLs and, and yeah. that's the best there is out there. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but leverage one to many. What I mean by that is like, for example, I use the Dream Art software, um, to do this. So, um, what that means is I don't like phone calls, like, like per se, especially if they're not really well qualified and vetted and even pre-framed. Okay. So for example, this is a Dan Kennedy tip. Um, he he wouldn't this changed my life. He's like, I don't even get on a, pro, a phone with the prospect unless they've read a book of mine and I quiz them on it. So I'm like, ding ding ding. <laughs> I will never get on the phone with anybody that has not read my book ever again. And it has been so remarkable because the book does the selling. Right? I right. talk about sell the thing that sells the thing. Let the book sell. It it does a better job than me to sell stuff, right? So um that's one one bit of, of leveraged one on one, I think, um, is minimizing the amount of like 
time that you re are re required to be um, uh, involved and then um, uh, using tools like Jupyter software that helps to remind you of to follow up with them then gives you the ability to um, you know copy and send a script within like three clicks um, that type of thing uh, is also very handy um, uh, as far as one one cool uh for those that don't know, we, we know what Dream 100 is, right? But can you tell our audience a little bit more about Dream 100 and what that means? Definitely. So uh, Dream 100 is a concept that was coined by a guy named Chet Holmes. Uh, chapter 6 of his book, The Ultimate Sales Machine, um, talks about it, and that changed my life, and I kind of um, got obsessed about it, and, and so I wrote three books on it and um, came up with a bunch of cool stuff um, around the, the, the subject. And basically what the Dream 100 is, is it's identifying others. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Michael's got it. Um, it's, identi it's identifying other people and businesses. Um, people and businesses that uh, you can provide a value exchange with and you all can level up together. So um, that could mean a, a ton of different things. So let's say you want to go get, you need more traffic. Well, you can go and get on people's podcasts like this and you can get in front of people that way, um, you know, or it's, Hey, I want to go and um, I want to uh, hire the best person in the world to run my Facebook ad campaign. Well, Dream 100, it's, you know, make a list of the top five and then go after those five. And, you know, if you get one, you win. So that's kind of the, the, the quick version of what the Dream 100 is. Love it. Yeah, you got to get the book. We'll make sure to put the links because the book. it'll change your world. <laughs> it will. Read it in like one sitting, I think. It that's was like awesome. oh, awesome. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> cool. um, what... Let's see. Where, where did that go? Not uh, to mention our staff. We make all our staff read it. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's like Love a that. required reading. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you guys are very uh, good at it. So, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's move on to the lead side of things. So do you run ads at all in your business? We definitely have in the past. Um, okay. We, we don't do much now. Um, more like retargeting or reaching our existing audiences, um, that type of thing. But we have in the past. Yeah. Cool. And are you the one that runs the ads or have you just hired that out? Oh man, I do not. So <laughs> no, I've, no, I've hired every single possible human, I think out there. <laughs> so agencies, f former Facebook employees, um, my own internal staff, parking them in front of courses and programs to learn it. Um, yeah, so I've tried everything. I've never ran an ad myself though. And my account is disabled, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. That's a little bit of a problem. Okay. Oh, Facebook, um, what do you do with them? Gotta love Facebook. <laughs> so how else do you get leads then? What, what yeah. is, what's the other, other process? So I, I like to dream 100, um, to get leads. And so, um, that there's a, there's a spectrum, like there's, there's a like a lot of different ways that works, but one of them is doing podcasts like this. So I get in front of new audiences. Um, the last podcast I did, I had a guy that really liked what I said, I guess, and he came into my world and came for a book and ended up buying a $10,000 consulting day with me. And that was great. It's, you know, well worth the time to do. Um, sure. So that, that is a go-to podcast. Definitely. Also, um, one thing we've been doing a better job of traffic assets and looking at acquiring different existing 
traffic sources. So like I acquired a Facebook group um, a couple months back that has over a hundred thousand members. Um, yeah. And I acquired it for less than $5,000. Nice. So that type of thing, like, you know, how long, like it took the guy seven years to build that up. So a lot of people start from wow. scratch and you really shouldn't, or you don't need to, you have to find good deals. And usually the deals are not for sale Hint, hint. just like in real <laughs> estate, the best deals are not for sale. So, um, looking at acquiring, it's just like, all right, who are my dream, um, you know, dream customers or clients and where are they? Like, are they in Facebook groups? Are they watching YouTube channels? Are they listening to podcasts? And then seeing about, you know, uh, just starting conversation, dream on Harding to see if you can acquire the asset. That's awesome. I love that. I so many times I've heard people pinhole themselves in Dream One Hundred stuff, and they're like, "Well, I don't, I don't really want to go after somebody's audience." But there's like so many ways to do it, and there's so many ways to approach it. Um, which obviously having software is going to help them. We'll talk about that some more later. We're not going to let you go without uh, sharing with us all the ins and outs of that uh, as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, do you do, have you ever done like YouTube ads or any of that stuff or are you just, it's just not really ads? Yeah. Kind of so I've tried, um, this is what I've kind of, um, they work. Don't get me wrong. Ads work, obviously. Um, but for, for me personally, um, I've never seen, I've done a ton of webinars in my life and I've never seen a, and we've done very successful ones, but, um, <clears throat> I've not seen anything convert better and get you better um, acquisition costs and all that than a book in a book funnel. So we went all in on book funnels. Um, right. We stopped doing webinars and um, what we noticed, we tried to run YouTube ads to um, our book funnels and we had some of the best in the world trying to do this. And it just didn't really work because it's like, it's kind of hard, I think for someone that's on YouTube to go from video to order a book, wait for it to show up in the mail. So right. um, that's yeah. simply the reason we don't, we haven't had success with YouTube ads. Cool. Because cool. your main thing is, is the book funnel. Cause that converts correct. the best, but the ads is not the best route to get to that funnel. YouTube ads. Correct. That's what we okay. found. If it was a webinar, we probably would have, you know, would have crushed it, but um, that's just kind of the channel we chose as the book funnel. Yeah. I love the fact that, you know, for those people listening, if you haven't recognized it, he's like, this is the direction we chose to go. And I think so many times you hear so many different versions. You should do YouTube. You should do Facebook. You should do this. You should do that. And, and a lot of people feel like they're, they're trying to do so many different things. And the ones that have found success have always chosen. They've always said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this channel great. And, uh, and this, this path great. And then maybe we'll think about the other stuff. You know? <laughs> I like that a lot, man. It reminds me of, um, I'm just going to drop all these books for, for the I listeners here. <laughs> yeah. So, I love it. Um, one of the only parts of uh, Grant Cardone's 10 X rule book um, outside of the 10 X rule, which I, I, I think is cool is um, he, when he first started on Twitter, like he didn't know what he was doing and he, um, you know, wasn't seeing any sort of ROI on it and was wondering, you know, kind of thinking, why am I doing this? And then he said, well, you know what I'm going to do? Excuse my language here. It's his language, but he's like, I'm going to make Twitter my bitch. And then he declared it and chose Twitter. And within like six months, he had grown a huge following and, um, you know, it was all really well worthwhile. And, and that's kind of how I look at things now too, is like, I'm not going to let it win. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like winner's going to win here. So um, I love what you said about choosing and then going after it and winning. Yeah. 
All right, this is Lexi's favorite section. Oh, we got to ask about the lead magnet. Oh, I skipped that one. It's, don't All skip. Right. I'll ask okay. it. Um, <laughs> what's the best lead magnet that you've ever built, ever created? Yeah, so it really depends on your goals. Okay. Um, but for me, so let me just break this down for people that are, are looking to choose um, the different op- from the different options. Yeah. Uh, I love um, Russell Brunson a lot. He's one of my mentors. Um, I do think one of the messages that people uh, hear from him, they misconceive. So he, what I mean by that, not everybody needs a webinar. Okay. I know that like you get into that world and you kind of feel like you need one. And and I've had, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with clients and I ask, well, who's your avatar? And they'll tell me, well, CEO of a company. And I'm like, let me ask you something. And they're like trying to run a webinar and run Facebook ads to it. And it's like failing. And I'm like, can I just like, please the CEOs consume, like what's their claim to fame? What do they do 52 times a year? They read books, right? They read 52 books on average a year, one a week. And I'm like, how many webinars do you think they watch? Two hours long, boring, about zero, probably, you know, maybe a couple. So it's like, it's like, let me just bring this back commonsensically. Like what is your avatar consuming? Give them that. So to me, webinars are great. They work well. Um, yeah. In a little webinar hack for anybody out there that 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 um, has webinars uh, uh, or wants to do webinars, or even especially if you sell them as a service. Sorry, this is an off-topic rant. The best, world's best webinar um, is if you can find a way to become the education, part of the education for continuing ed um, in those industries. So, like, for example, we had at a, um, a client that um, was a surgeon. And he, a doctor, and he um, partnered with us and created a, a, like a marketing agency. Um, and we got to run a webinar for continuing ed conferences. So what's amazing about that is you literally have your avatar, right? Like, like not only that is that's who they are, you know that, but also they're required to watch the webinar <laughs> because it's part of their continuing ed credits. There you go. <laughs> you can't get any better than that. Like, what are your show up rates? Mine are a hundred percent. What is your stick rate? Is it a hundred percent? No. Well, I'm doing better. But anyway, um, <laughs> I digress. Back to the 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 answer to your question. The best lead magnet ever for us is a book. Um, and specifically, another like follow up to that. It's just a higher. It seems like it's a higher value. Um, just just generally speaking, higher value person. Um, and then we like, I like to charge for them at least a dollar. Um, if not more, like hopefully more, because what we find is the number one problem. If I could show you off screen here, myself included that our book readers is like, we've got a pile and it's like, which one do we put on top of the pile? And, right. uh, so that's like one of the problems as an author is like, how do you get yours to the top of the pile? Well, you got to charge for it. And the more you charge, the more likely they're going to be to read it. I, I've charged $2,500 for a book before to sold many of them. And guess what happens? They does not get sent to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> it's the very first one. They actually throw the one they're reading to the side and they read yours. And then they will go and implement and get their ROI on it. So that's why we like to charge for our books. Cool. Very cool. And then after that, you just lead them to the software? Is that yeah. the Okay. Pretty much, okay. yep. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, now we'll go to my favorite section, which is <laughs> about the the numbers. And I, 
I just, I, I do like the numbers. So what numbers do you look at and track daily? All right. So one thing that was really helpful in the past couple of years is we have um, identified and are actively um, keeping a very good eye on what we consider our critical number. So everybody has this in your business. You guys probably know this all too well, but if you haven't identified what your critical number is out there, like you need to. So ours is our number of books sold per day or per week. Okay. So we know what the critical number is, is if, if you do well with that one thing, the rest will kind of take care of itself. So no, we know if we, we sell, you know, 10, 20, 30 books a week, we will get X amount of software buyers from that on the back of, back of it or other, you know, cross sales, et cetera. So that, right. that's a number we like to manage really closely. Um, also as a software company now, churn, it's, uh, it's the number one thing right. that makes or breaks a software company. And it, it's kind of crazy and, um, a pain in the, in the rear, but, um, that's, that's a thing. Also churn, if you have any sort of MRR as an agency, like retainers or that too, churn, you got to get your churn under control and optimized. Um, and then let's see what other numbers do you like to manage? I like to, I, so I don't get, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking through for my like clients here, as opposed to yeah. me, because I actually probably do a better job for them than I do myself. Because you know how it is, the shoemaker son goes shoeless, right? Um, so I just, I like to, I, oh, okay. So this, this is something Russell um, said recently that, that is really kind of awesome. I think it was him. I like to track conversion rates from like the beginning first like like the beginning and then that trickles a lot more you get like compounding effect so what i mean by that is like all right what's the landing page converting at like compare that number to well, what was the open rate of the email right like which is more important to focus email open rate because if you can double the email open rate you can get twice as many sales without without even having to improve the sales page conversion rate does that make sense? So I yeah. look at the top, the very, like, I guess it's called top of funnel, maybe, whatever. Um, and uh, I look at the very top, like, because you get a lot more bang for your buck by fixing those problems and, and keeping an eye on those numbers. Hopefully that answered that. It wasn't very yeah. good. Yeah, I totally answered it. Um, you answered my next question. So that that was great because it was what's the most important. And, and you said your your book is is what you track most and that's the most critical number um i like that i like that idea of thinking of okay what's what's that number one right the number one number very cool um all right michael do you have any other questions any other um, guys if you haven't followed dana or if you're not in the dream 100 group oh my gosh you got to go do this. I mean, we told him just before we got on, you know, it's a rare occasion that, that we ever pause to listen to him and to listen to the amazing uh, stuff that he drops for us on a regular basis in his group and on his page. Uh, so if you haven't followed him and if you haven't gone and joined the group, then make that a thing. Do it right now while you're thinking about it. You're not going to have a hard time finding him. Dream 100 is pretty easy, uh, pretty straightforward. But uh, that being said, I, I, we could literally ask you questions for hours and hours, but uh, but that's what we had planned for today. So what we want to do now is just uh, have you talk a little bit more about the Dream 100 software and how they can get connected to that or your books or any, I mean, we, 
we have them all. So, you know, tell us about all your books that, that you would like them to know about and the software and all the good stuff that they can find by following you. Yeah. I love it. Thanks. Um, so, uh, just to give you guys like the, the little bit of a backstory for the software. So, uh, we developed the software to solve the problem of the dream 100 is, I mean, it says right on the, the, the quote on the cover of my book, it says the dream 100 is the foundation to our entire company. And that's a quote by a guy named Russell Brunson, um, talking about his company that's worth probably arguably a billion dollars. Okay. So that's a pretty big deal. Now here's the problem with the dream 100. It's like <laughs> if it was a baby bird, right. In the baby bird's nest, it's that perfectly behaved, quiet, just well, like, like awesome, valuable baby bird that sits in the back of the nest. Now your day-to-day business, you have, you do not have very many of those baby birds. You have the loud, annoying, <laughs> obnoxious ones that are chirping and jumping at you to feed them. And you have to put that, you have to put those fires out. And typically that ends up with the baby bird in the back of the nest doesn't get fed. And then they just, what happens, right? So that's the dream 100. And so what we've done is we've made it almost impossible to screw it up and we've given leverage to it. So um, the, the software essentially just makes it so that um, you declare what it is you want to do with the person. Cause that's like one of the first things that people don't do is like, well, I want to dream 100 of them, but like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know what I would ask her. Well, you got to declare that. And then we have a checklist you make. Well, what are the steps to get that? You know, if I want to be on, um, you know, this podcast. Okay, well, what are the steps you need to do in order to make that happen? And then it's boom, you check them off as you go. Um, and then you can set reminders in there and you can add scripts and you can literally copy and send scripts within a couple of clicks. So what it does and why we love it, we close lots of deals with it all the time is it just takes all the thinking, all the manual labor out of Dream 100ing. Um, so what happens is even if you, you know, don't spend more than 10 minutes a day, that's what I tell people, just give it 10 minutes a day. That's all you got to do. 10 minutes un- uninterrupted. You'll be all over the place and you will have really good res- success very quickly. Um, wasn't that way before the software. We were talking, you know, rocking spreadsheets, copying and pasting scripts, trying to right. get on 17 different social platforms all at once. And it was just crazy. So, um, and then forgetting, simply forgetting, like how many times have you ran across somebody in an opportunity and then you just forgot or they forgot and then it just, right. oh crap, it's gone. So um, that's what we, we're really excited about. You get, actually, we have a 14 day trial. Um, then it's only a 197 a month. Um, and you can go grab that. Um, I'm sure you guys will have a link for it. And you also, what's really cool is in that trial, you can get, access to all nine of my award-winning books as well. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, all of my courses and challenges and tools. Wow. And resources, I put it all in there. It's called the Dream Art Vault. You get free access to that as well. Um, so why every single human isn't in there, I don't know. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's where I would suggest you guys go. There's lots of cool stuff in there. And, and uh, yeah, rock and roll. I love Very that. Cool. I do have one extra question. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Let's hear it. I, I do because it, 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 I was just inspired about it. Um, for so many uh, out there that have gotten into the ClickFunnels world, you had alluded to that, and that's kind of how we found our way into this uh, ages ago. Uh, what was it like winning your first Two Comma Club Award compared to your second? Oh, man. The first one, there, it's just, it's special. The first one is very special because you push and you work so hard for that. Um, 
now looking back, uh, all of them after that are just sort of a, um, just sort of a reminder that you are still pushing forward and, um, you're proud of it. You're not as proud of it. It's not as special, (laughs) um, but it's still awesome. Um, and you should, it's one of those things where, um, everybody has that, like, thing that they should stop and reflect and just be grateful for. That's kind of what they are as they continue to add up. Nice. And I have a question for you, Michael, if I may. Sure. Um, I thought I caught a comment about you telling me that I should get into ballroom dancing. (laughs) Well, that you, that is true. You induced that. And uh, so Lexi and I are both former professional ballroom dancers. We were uh, on the ballroom circuit. Uh, I, I danced on the circuit with my wife for about 10 years uh, he Lexi, was my coach. Yeah, I was her coach. That's how we got connected. Yeah, um, that that's a fun story for another time. But uh, awesome. but Lexi was also on the pro circuit during her day with with her pro partner, and uh, and ballroom is awesome. So you said, what can I do to expand my my? I don't know what what word you use. Horizons. <laughs> and uh, everybody was putting stuff on there, and I was like, come on. all the stuff on there is weak sauce you want to expand your horizons you want to expand your mind uh go and learn to dance it it requires your mind it requires your body it requires your soul and you could probably do it with your wife and she will be uh she will love it and so it's a great time to go spend with each other it's a good date night thing it'll get you some exercise and it'll challenge your brain and your body so there's some really good things good things that's so cool man thank you for that i want to actually challenge everybody out there that's listening or watching if you haven't tried it, which myself, I haven't either. Um, <laughs> we don't do much of that on the farm. Um, <laughs> next time you have a date night free, I'm going to do that. I'm going to sign up for one, and I'll, I'll cool. let you know how it goes. And if All right. Hurt, yeah. I will, um, I will if you're not sure about the place – Send me a message. We'll let you know. We know. Oh, we man. know all the places. Hey, we're we'll, we're outside of that world we'll now. A, right? We'll do an online lesson for you. Too. There you go. So, oh man, that, that's even better. Hey, yeah. We'll put so it on your channel. Everybody will watch. We can promote we'll the Dream One Hundred. It'll be amazing. Deal. I'm in. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's do. We'll schedule. We'll schedule. It. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so grateful for you. There are seriously just so many lessons that we have learn from you along the way. Um, one specifically is you um, told us about that that webinar concept and told us that if we didn't have a whole bunch of people in the room, like why why would we be selling that? Like go sell one-to-one um, and go get some sales. And it changed our business completely. And sure. we actually were making money. So thank you so much. We, we are very <laughs> oh, grateful awesome. for that. Um, and we have passed that on to a lot of people who have also made money. So that's really fun. So thank you. Um, we're grateful that you are on the show. And everyone, go check out Dana's stuff. And we'll have a link down below. And uh, that's the show today. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.